0: Welcome back to another episode of the Strong Family Project Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Strong Family Project Podcast, where we guide you on the path to raising confident, independent, and resilient children in a strong family environment.
0: It used to get in your head that you used to all just repeat, welcome back, and I I used to repeat the whole thing, so you should should just take my job right off the bat. (laughs) I just thought that when I was saying it.
1: it. I'm like, I think I need to change it up. Or take over. But I think I might just change it up.
0: We have our last (laughs) full-length episode of the year. We're going to take Christmas week off. We'll get back with some more after it. we got a 10-minute Tuesday coming up after it. And then we're on to the new year. So this is a little bit of an episode on gratitude. We're going to cover a few different subjects. And then we're going to get out of here and enjoy our holidays. And I hope you do the same. So Mel, what are some things you want to chat about today?
1: We were taking, we went on a hike yesterday in the snow, which I realize now that I really enjoy hiking in the snow, not just because I have micro spikes, which are awesome, but also because it's, I don't get so hot and sweaty. It's just cool and crisp and beautiful. And today or yesterday when we did this, we went up the mountain and the clouds were sitting really low. So what is it called? A cloud inversion where you can, you're above the clouds and down. It's just like a sea of clouds.
0: Why do you think I like hiking in the snow?
1: Because you're going to do no matter what the (laughs) temperature. True. Less
0: people, but go ahead.
1: (laughs) Okay, I should have guessed that. I thought it was going to be a weather joke or something. Anyway.
0: Don't want to talk about the weather ever, but go ahead. Okay. Anyway. I, I think we had a whole episode on that, how I refuse to talk. That is like my definition of a small, busybody type conversation. It is. Small talk. Okay. What's the weather like?
1: Mm -hmm. All right, let's not get off off on on a tangent, but I wanted
0: to make it make sense for the people who have just joined. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: Anyway, so we're on this hike yesterday, and oftentimes we'll discuss whatever. Sometimes it's about the kids, sometimes it's about life or just walking in silence. And we brought up gratitude gratitude about the situation you are in. I don't remember exactly how it came up. You asked me a question, and I went on a very long tangent answering you, and then you said something very simple. You said it would be helpful if people could be thankful for the situation that they're in and not always wishing for what they don't have.
0: Yeah, great question from a buddy at work, Caitlin, who had asked me about how we are comfortable with or reconciled that we moved across the country from where we grew up and a lot of people we know and a lot of family we have back east. And that's the root answer.
1: It is. I don't know if she was struggling with that herself, but when we first thought about moving, and we've talked about this before, but it's, I think it's worth repeating. It was not an easy decision. So when you try to make a decision that's big and very impactful for your family, you have to think about opportunity costs. And that really comes down sometimes to gratitude. If I move, I'm going to be giving up having my family close, but then when we move, when they do come, it's a lot of quality time. So it's thinking about it in terms of, when I was thinking about moving, I I would struggle with that because I was grappling with what I had to give up. Now that we are already here, I oftentimes will focus on what is good about being here. We do have a different kind of freedom to make decisions for ourselves in terms of how we spend our time for holidays or things like that. But also it opens this door to this quality time with people when they visit that we didn't really have before. Now I could sit here and say, man, I kind of regret moving. I I wish we were closer to family, but that's not going to help me appreciate the situation I'm currently in.
0: We should talk about it more, but there is a lot of human psychology in parenting and running a family. And I think people get it, but we don't talk about it much. So maybe it's worth speaking about a little bit, it has to do with your outlook on life. Jocko has a famous podcast clip, the good clip. They sell t-shirts that just say good. And he was telling stories about his military career when a subordinate would come in and say, hey, this went wrong. And he'd just say, good. Here's what we can do about it. Or we didn't get the new high speed gear. Good. Now we can get better with the tactical stuff that we have. And eventually the person came in and was like, all right, I have this problem, but I already know what you're going to say. I'm like, Good. And that's just how you interpret a challenge. And so two people, same situation can completely be at different ends of the mental spectrum on it. So it could be, hey, we moved across the country. Good. Now when the family visits, they're they're just with us in the same house. We'll have a deeper relationship when they're here. We're not thinking, oh, if we're moving across the country, bad. Then we can't go visit this person that we want to and this person. Then you spiral and you get in your own head. It's the exact same situation. But instead of finding the silver lining, you're finding the negativity. You're not showing gratitude and you make yourself miserable.
1: Even simply saying the word good, immediately, at least for me, when you said it just now, it immediately made me already think about, hey, what's the silver lining here? If something, let's say that the kid had a bad day at school, I'm not saying that's good. But good, think... it's
0: the opportunity for us to solve this together because you're in our house, and now you have support, and you're not out doing it by your own as an adult.
1: Yes, and I have an example from yesterday.
0: I <clears> got <throat>
1: Do you want someone? No. <clears throat> so we had a snow day yesterday, and the kids were home unexpectedly. And I thought the day was super productive. We did lots of baking. And like with Henry, he wanted to make peasant bread, which we used to make with my mom, not make, she'd buy it for them whenever they'd visit her. And so he wanted to recreate that memory and make it ourselves. We did some puzzles. They were learning guitar downstairs at one point, which I was like really impressed by. They were finding ways to spend their time wisely. And then at the end of the day, when I was doing my evening debrief, which is part of the Strong Family Path, when I spent some time in the evening with my older two, especially to see if anything comes up for them that they want to talk about, Henry seemed so displeased with his day. And he was just like, I wish there had been school because I was so bored at home. And I thought to myself, wow, we have such a different perspective about how today went now. Granted, I think he was also partly saying it just to get a rise out of me. However, I thought my perspective of the day and his day, because I saw what he was doing, was how good it was, how productive it was. And I want to help him shift his mindset. So I said, why don't we focus on the things that went well today and not on the things that you didn't like? And I'm not saying he loved my answer, but I'm trying to plant those seeds and have that constant gentle pressure of let's focus on what was good.
0: All right, let's do it. Let's talk about some things we're thankful for this year before we end this last episode. I've shared frustrations with Mel about Doing the podcast, I have not had enough time to do the clips and the emails and all the follow-ups that I know are the best practices to grow a podcast, but good, we get to sit down, we get to practice conversational skills a little bit more, we get to talk about things that really matter to us, and the people that do engage and do message us, good, we have plenty of time to interact with them because we're not overwhelmed in other ways, and so while it's a frustration, there is also a silver lining. What's one of yours?
1: i'll stick to the podcast line right now because this is something we started during 2023 and i initially thought that this was going to be something joe was going to do himself and i don't know like looking back now it's so dumb that i it feels stupid that i thought that but really it came from a place of low self-confidence from me like i'm going to sit in front of a microphone people are potentially going to want to hear what i have to say you know i can make impact and now that i look back good I feel like I've grown so much this year. I've been, uh, I've guested on a whole bunch of podcasts. Yeah,
0: Mel's been featured on way more podcasts.
1: (laughs) I've been on a bunch of podcasts and I I took that on and it's been wonderful to meet other people, to feel like they have a connection to what we're doing, to feel like their families or somehow their audience or their own family is impacted by Some of the ideas that we have implemented with our family. So it's whenever I think about it, I just get excited. And I love that newfound feeling and talking about talking with you on these podcasts every week and discussing during our walks. It makes us stronger parents. Like we're living out this path continually. We don't just have it down pat. We have to continue with each of the steps. We have to continue because the kids are always changing with their needs So we've grown as parents as well.
0: Most podcasts tap out after seven episodes. One of the reasons why we stick with it is because we're building connection. It's something that we want to work on with you. It's not like we're telling you exactly how to live your life. We're giving you a perspective, but it makes us think a little bit deeper so that we can bring more back to our family as well. And so that's why we're so regimented with it. And we put out 77 episodes, I believe, by the time this one published within this past year. And we didn't even do it for the full year. We started in the spring. Mm Mm-hmm. What else?
1: Another thing I'm thankful for is all the different foods that we've gotten into this year.
0: Mm. Uh, Yeah, let's give some people some examples of what our family's eating, and maybe they'll pick up on one or two of them or share some things that they're doing as well.
1: I mentioned the bread earlier. So we bought a bread maker recently, inspired by some friends of ours, and we've been making all different kinds of homemade bread and also... Just giving the kids the idea that you can see something in a store or a restaurant and you could make it at home. We have this awesome pretzel bread that we love at this restaurant an hour away from here. And we don't really go there very often. We just, if we happen to go to that town, we'll go get the pretzel bread. But we made it here the other day and it was so awesome. So anyway, breads. And we also make kombucha, which has been life-changing. I love that.
0: Yeah, and we can sure why. We uh, you got into those bubbly drinks, which were pretty decent. <laughs> right, and the kombuchas are so expensive and it's very good for your gut health from what I currently read. You never know. Things change. And uh, we figured out we can just start making this ourselves and you get your bubbly drink and you get a, usually ours is like a green tea kombucha. It's healthier for us and we're not breaking the bank by going out and buying fancy stuff. I feel guilty if I'm out there buying, I don't know what it is, three, four dollars a bottle. Mm-hmm. And you know that that yeah. adds up and I would not buy something like that for the children. Therefore, I should not Buy it for myself.
1: What's cool too, though, whenever we embark on something new, whether it was the kombucha or the bread making or whatever, I personally always feel a tension like, this is going to be more work for me. It's going to be something new. I don't, I got to figure this out. And I have this initial tension of, I don't want to do this. But then once we get the ball rolling, now it's just part of what we do. Like once every 10 days or so, I have to cook up the, the tea. It's actually sitting over there right now for me to pour. Later on today to make my new batch and it's just become part of my routine. So initially, so I, what I'm thankful for with respect to that is if a new opportunity arises next year or even tomorrow, I want to remember that, that normally my, my personal experience is that I feel tension and I don't really want to do it. But then usually, almost all the time, if I try it out and I stick with it, I'm grateful that I did it. So I want to remember that pattern. Maybe you can help me the next time that I'm feeling. I tempted. try.
0: I try. This has gone on for years. Mel is very good at stating it after the fact. <laughs> it started back in 2018 with tubing, and Mel did oh not want gosh. to go tubing. All she did was ride around the boat and complain that she didn't want to get in the tube. And then at the end, she got. She said, Wee, this is the best thing ever. I wish <laughs> I did this earlier." I'm like, just remember this. She never remembers it I until after. Now let's bring up. Remember that time you didn't want to go tubing. It's just <laughs> <coughs>
1: Okay, like I said, I didn't really connect it to that, but that does make sense. So we should use the tubing. <laughs> Just keep <example>. reminding.
0: <laughs> yes, there's the, the another one. Things that I, I am very thankful for homemade food. It does give us much more time at home with our family than r- running around buying food. It takes us. It's such a time suck to go out to restaurants. To even get quote unquote fast food, to drive down to the c- city, it's going to be 15 minutes either way for us order food, sit in line, drive back here an hour that you could have been spending comfortably in your home with your family interacting and not in a vehicle. So I'm very, very against that going out to eat now. Like this has been a big revelation in the last year. Like we used to you even view it as a treat. Like, our, like we'll go out for birthdays and stuff. And that was fun. The last few times it just wasn't fun. Like this isn't even a treat anymore. I just want to be home with our great food that we've been making. It's tastes better. We get more time with the family. And that really adds up if you're thinking a couple times a week that that happens in a lot of households.
1: Well, I, What I'm noticing as we're talking is we both are thankful for the homemade food, but then because of that, other things come from it, like my hopefully my ability to see the tension early or being able to spend more time with family. There's always these, I don't want to call it a bonus, but things, other things that kind of on top of that that you might have not noticed initially or that you wouldn't expect. Oh, let's make healthy food. It'll be good for us. But then it led to more time together. Then it led to my kids learning how to bake bread. Then it led to, you know, those kind of positive things as well.
0: Yeah, I'll list off a few more if you're interested in looking into them. I would highly suggest doing these. We're not doing anything that's overly complicated. Homemade granola. Doing a batch of oats and having it in the fridge and you can mix things in with it. Homemade yogurt is so easy in the crock pot. The kids use that a lot as a base and then they'll add like some vanilla protein, Some strawberry jam, some chia seeds, some oats, and they make their own blends in the yogurt, which is great. We've done sourdough. We've been leaning heavily on the discard. We're not really great at sourdough bread. That takes a lot of time to do. We'll do sourdough discard naans. Dinner rolls have been great hamburger rolls out of it. We did some wraps and tortillas out of it earlier in the year. And so there's plenty, and it's better. And it's just we know exactly what the ingredients are that are going in.
1: I'm going to switch from food. Do it. So, I'm thankful for all the accomplishments our kids have had this year. Like that, a lot of my joy comes from watching them grow. This summer, you took them on, each of them, on their individual rite of passage. And they don't listen to this, so I'll just say this for Christmas. We decided to, well, I'm gonna step back for a second. We did our 90 day meeting that I think everybody should do, and we set goals together. So, Joe and I met, we focused on what we're gonna focus on the next 90 days. And one of my goals, Big Rocks, it's called, was to find a way to commemorate those rites of passage. And I wanted to do that as a Christmas gift. So I found Canvas website, like super inexpensive and great quality, where I took a I basically made a collage of that experience for each of the kids. So one for Henry, one for Logan, one for Everett, and then I dated it and put Everett's Rite of Passage, Manitou Incline, whatever. So they'll be able to have something when they open that on Christmas that they can commemorate from this past year and they can remember. Because that's one of the challenges we talk about is you can have this big experience that's life-changing, but after a little time goes by, you almost forget the impact ahead.
0: Yeah, you've done a great job with it. And I would highly recommend if you're listening on Apple or Spotify or even on the strongfamilyproject.com website or on YouTube, search Rites of Passage. It is a very important episode that we go into why we did it, the conversations that we had during it, the gift we gave the kids, and what Mel is talking about now and how we're going to make it memorable for them.
1: You know, get, oh, sorry. Go. So we have a couple canvases we made from a couple of years ago. This was actually a lot of years ago because I think Everett was like one. Yep. And we had taken a trip to New Hampshire slash Maine and we stopped off at this. I don't remember it was a long river that had different areas that had waterfalls and you can get in the water. And our son, Logan, actually both of them jumped off this rock or at one point in different spots. And we ended up, it was such an impactful trip for us that they were pushing themselves outside of their comfort zones. I remember Henry did not want to do it. And it was like the final day of our trip, and he jumped off of a different rock, and he was so proud of himself. And we caught that on camera, and we commemorated it with this canvas. And we still have them hung up downstairs, and whenever we go do a workout, I look at it, and it, like, reminds me, of how awesome that was, and that's the point. Sometimes I have not historically been good about making, like developing pictures or anything. So I'm focusing more on developing pictures around actual events that were impactful.
0: Yeah, for those who live up in the northeast area, I think we just searched back mountain swimming holes or something like that, and we came across eight of them and we did them all in two days. We hiked in, and it was no further than a half mile was the furthest one. But they were just mostly in the White Mountains swimming holes. And it was a great experience for the kids to grow. Very simple, basic vacation and got the kids outdoors. I think I was speaking in New England. So we hit all those spots and then we shot over there for a speaking gig. I'll go one more because we're getting close to the end here. I don't think I had as many physical accomplishments this year as I should have had. And so... Good. Good. (laughs) We're going hard this year Mel. <laughs> hey. we're going hard this upcoming uh, year. what is this
1: going to mean <laughs>
0: like I was that bike race this year i can't remember
1: oh gosh i'm gonna say yes but i don't know for sure i don't know
0: if, it might have been less so. uh, that was a funny one 110 mile triple bypass bike race mm-hmm. through the colorado rocky mountains and my brother and i didn't know how to ride these bikes and we went and rented them the night before and had to have the uh, staff at Shields show us how to ride and shift these bikes and we no idea then the next day show up and compete in 110 mile races. A good challenge but I don't even know if that was this past year It might have been. A couple mountains we gotta go big this year Mel We did a Please. Father's Day marathon with the family that was my request. We went around to the different parks and did many runs until it added up to 26.2 to explore our area
1: That was great. I loved that That was more my pace. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you did great. Everett
0: probably put in a good half marathon at five that day.
1: Then there's other kinds of challenges, though, because, like, for example, Henry got really into mountain biking this year, and he went from – there's a a canyon nearby called Red Rock Canyon, and it's fairly simple. They're pretty flat. There are some jumps, but he almost got bored of that, so then he wanted to step up his game, and you took him to a pretty highly – You needed a pretty decent skill to do, I forgot what it's called. He's way better than
0: I was, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So just watching them accomplish things like that, he took that challenge and now he wants to just try harder things. So it's like you get that win under your belt and then you feel more confident to try the next thing.
0: And I guess a lesson learned as we get to the 2024 planning, you can listen to the last episode. Uh, but also we've mentioned this in other episodes where we draw a picture of everything we want to accomplish in the upcoming year. So it's good to reflect on what you're thankful for and what you you made happen. I had a picture of a stove on there and some food because our goal was to make healthier family food. I didn't get all my picture done. We can probably go over this in an earlier episode. I, my was too rigid. It lacked flexibility around some of these other things that I didn't expect to happen. Like we were big into archery hunting but logan wanted to play football that took a priority so therefore we didn't go archery hunting and that was on a lot of our pictures because we weighed the pros and cons it was way better for him to play in the sport we can get back to that later on so learning from this past year sharing what you're thankful for even if it's the things you didn't accomplish because those are lessons learned you can carry forward
1: and i'm excited when during the break we're going to go through those goals that we set last year and also things that we're going that we accomplished that weren't on there and i think that's exciting because it shows the kids that you need to have flexibility if you set a goal in january and then in june you start some new skill that you're excited about obviously you're not going to just say i can't do this because i didn't set this up in january but it'll be exciting for the kids to see what they've accomplished and that's a lot of what i'm thankful for is us following the path this year like we really dove in strong this year on that And having the kids be able to reflect and see the benefits of that.
0: Great segue. If you'd like the steps of the Strong Family Path to plan your 2024, visit us at strongfamilyproject.com or on Amazon. Search Strong Family Guidebook. And hey, have a Merry Christmas.